Hey, everybody. It's Jason from The Oddball Show. Uh, I'm here with uh, Adam LaVon Brown. Um, you know, nothing went off uh, without a hitch. Uh, everything is uh, smooth as usual. No problems here. Uh, no audio problems whatsoever. In fact, we're going to start the show right now. This is The Oddball Show, a podcasting collaboration from JP Line Productions and Oddball Magazine. Hey everybody, welcome to The Oddball Show. Today's guest is Adam LaVon Brown, Oregon-based. Did I say Oregon? Yeah. <laughs> I said Oregon, right? Like Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Is it Oregon? It's not Oregon. No, it's Oregon, yeah. Yeah, I said Oregon. <laughs> it's like it's like Oregon me. Or Oregon me. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Oddball Show. Today's guest is Adam LaVon Brown, Oregon-based 2019 Blue Nib Chapbook Award-winning poet and author of Break, Poems on Mental Illness and editor, founder of Madness Muse Press. Hey, Adam, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. It's an honor. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, so, all right, so let's, let's, let's just back up, all right? Like, our, our, my listeners don't, don't know who you are. Um, okay. You're at, you're Adam LaVon Brown. Um, and I didn't know who you are. All I knew was that you, that, um, I, I, uh, I was scouring LinkedIn. Like who does that? Right. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I was scouring LinkedIn for, for leads on my life as I tend to do on Saturday nights. Cause that's my life these days as, as a ripe old 39 year old. I, I check LinkedIn. Oh. Anyway, I, I, I'm just joking. I mean, I'm only partially joking. I am 39. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we were. We, I started. I started. Uh, I reached out to you on LinkedIn, which is like the weirdest thing ever, right? Is that a weird thing to be? Uh, have you ever approached anyone on LinkedIn before? No, no, I haven't. No, and yeah, I've this, never... this was new, right? This was yeah. New, right? And then I was like. Adam, oh my God, you're of Madness Muse Press. And then I totally went off. Um, we should do this together. We should do this together. And uh, <laughs> you're like, who the hell are you? And, uh, and, and that's, that's, that's kind of uh, how we met. And um, what were your impressions when I first reached out to you? Uh, so you were a serious poet. Well, that is poet. true. I am. Poet and press owner. Yeah, I am a poet and press owner, and uh, and then I found out that you were um, a poet and press owner too. And uh, in your picture on LinkedIn, you're wearing your own gear, and um, I'm also wearing my own gear. And I was like, hey, he wears his own gear. I wear my own gear. We should connect. Um, and I was like, at least we should exchange gear. That was that was my thought process. Um, so if if you'd like, we could exchange gear. Like I could, I could send you a hat and you could send me a, a hat or do you have any gear that you could send me? Uh, yeah, not on me, but, uh, I can, I can get some, I, I have a small store on, I think it's Zazzle or Redbubble, one of the two. Oh, nice. There's so much that you know that I don't know <laughs> about everything, about life, about life in general. Um, so, uh, 
Very cool. Yeah. So I, I kind of use something called, uh, you know, let's look, yeah, let's really talk about e-commerce right now. I'm sure that's what our listeners want to listen to. Um, but anyway, like, uh, <laughs> not that you're like, not that like you're a wicked interesting guy and that you've been published over 300 times and that you are the writer of break poems on mental illness and also the, um, you know, editor, founder of Manus Muse. Let's talk about how I use Printful to design my shirts. By the way, <laughs> by the way, Printful, great, great company. Shout out to Printful. Um, but yeah, no, let's going back. Um, you know, you, you know, I, 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 I found out that, um, you know, after looking at Manus Muse Press, there was a lot of cool stuff that you were doing. Um, and then I found out about your, your uh, book, uh, poems on mental, uh, it's called break. And, um, it's, it's, oh, it's an award-winning, well, you're an award-winning poet from, um, the blue nib chapbook award. Um, so first of all, why don't you tell me a little bit about, well, I know a little bit about break cause I read it. It was a fantastic read, but, um, what, what should our listeners expect if they, if they ever uh, were to get break and where can they get break? Okay, well, uh, it's available uh, pretty much anywhere books are sold online, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, uh, IndieBound, etc. It's at, it's at a few bookstores, uh, too, and libraries. Uh, basically, what you can expect from the book is it's all about trauma and healing. I, I wrote the book uh, in kind of a narrative fashion, narrative poetry, and it really takes the reader through my uh, my health my health and uh, my history with trauma dealing with my parents. Um, and there's kind of a, a healing aspect to it too, that introduces itself in the second part of the book. Oh, really? Oh yeah. 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 How is, uh, it, how, how is it, how is it broken up? Well, there's the first section it's called salt water, which is, uh, it's all about the, um, uh, trauma that I went through, the uh, pain, the pain of mental illness, the narrative surrounding my early life uh, as a teenager. And uh, the second section is titled Stigma, which is um, pretty much, uh, it detracts from the first section and it, and it deals with the uh, pain of being mentally ill in society. So the, uh, the way it's set up is the first section's kind of set up as, um, you know, the inside view of what mental illness looks like, uh, you know, the personal dealing with it. And the second part, uh, stigma, is about what how, how uh, you're viewed f- through uh, society's eyes. So when you say that it um, it's broken into salt water, is that like because salt water stings like wounds, like an open wound and it stings? Yes, exactly. Yes. Okay. All right. And stigma is how people perceived what you were going through. Yes. And what was the third part? Oh, that's it. Just those two parts. Oh, so how come there's not a third part? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, oh. I don't know. Because, uh, like, so, so, all right, so I'm a NAMI interim voice speaker, right? So that means, um, so NAMI is the National Alliance of Mental Illness, uh, and interim voice is uh, a, a program. Um, and it, it, uh, it starts off with, uh, like five different parts and I'm always, I always compartmentalize things. Right. So like, um, you know, you have your salt water, right. That's, that's how you feel about what you, what you've gone through in your writing stigma, how other people feel. 
And then the third part is like the resolve, you know, like what was the resolution or like, you know, what is, you, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah what, is, yeah. what is like the, I don't know how to explain it. Like what is like the impact of the salt water versus the stigma? Um, so, uh, you know, that's why I, I that's why I, I break things into three. You know, I can't just do, I mean, even Karate Kid broke things into three. You know, that's <laughs> Karate Kid Part Two. They had to make a Karate Kid Part Three. God bless them. Did you, did you ever see Karate Kid Part Three? It's like the war. It's actually Karate Kid Part Two is a pretty good movie. Karate Kid Part Three just takes it to a whole different level. And then they, the next Karate Kid, and then after that, uh, Karate Kid again. I don't know. It's just after a while, it's like you just can't. I mean, or even Back to the Future. Back to the Future One. Oh Back yeah. Back to the Future Three. And then they're like, nope. So many things uh, 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 come in threes. Uh, so what I'm saying is, uh, you know, if you were to write break part three, uh, you could, uh, you know, add to it. Um, but I like what you did with break poems on mental illness. And I believe it's getting pretty good reviews, right? Uh, so far, yeah. It's got a good uh, positive Kirkus review and a few other places, trade reviews. Really? Uh, can you uh, tell me what that is? A positive Kirkus? Oh, uh, used to, Kirkus. You used to call me that in high school. <laughs> Good joke. It's uh, <laughs> a positive Kirkus. Well, Kirkus Reviews is one of the main four uh, trade reviewers. This oh, is wow. what uh, libraries and bookstores look for when they're trying to uh, decide which books to buy. Okay. So Kirkus yeah. Reviews. And uh, and they can just totally demolish books if they don't like them. So oh, I got okay. so, Yeah. So tell me what happened when you um, – so with a good review, then they – with a good review, then they will put your book on the shelf. With a bad review, they will uh, – you will give your book to Norwood Public Library, and then they will, uh, they will hopefully uh, put it on the shelf as well. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. If you're listening, I – Sent you my book for free, you know, and just put it on your shelf. Yeah. For <laughs> uh, you know, put it in the circulation. I'm not asking for many, just just one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if I have an open mic mode public library, please advertise it. Because hey, <laughs> not saying that you know I have to do all the legwork myself, but thank you. No, actually, they're a great library. They've been really, really great for me. And, uh, um, you know, I've, I've put on a lot of events there and, like, the people are there. Shout out to Norwood Public Library if you're listening. Um, you know, um, thank you for uh, your uh, continuing uh, dealing with my bullshit. Thanks. Um, <laughs> which there is a lot, Adam. There's a lot of bullshit that goes along with this with this makeup of a man. There's a lot of bullshit. Oh. Um, I Happy birthday, Dad. Um, I love you. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening. Anyway. Um, so, uh, you know, you you put together break, Poems on Mental Illness. It's now in the library. But, okay, so we became after we became LinkedIn friends, then we yeah. took the next step, the big step. Now we are Facebook buddies. <laughs> And I can like your post. Thank you. I, I, I really appreciate that. 
Yeah, and and I liked a post on your on your Facebook where you were able to get your book in Barnes and Noble. Yes, yes, I got it in uh, four locations here in Oregon so far. And did they say they were going to go with it and um, go hit the west west coast with it? Not yet. I'm still waiting to hear back from corporate. Yeah, yeah. But the way well, I did it was I just called up each store individually and asked them to stock it, and they said, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, so you were talking earlier about narrative poetry, uh, and we were, we were um, you know, you were talking about narrative poetry. Do you ever write um, a, a plot, plot poetry, or is plot poetry and narrative poetry very similar to you? You know, I, I honestly, I never really heard of plot poetry. Uh, That's something yeah. that's kind of made up. It's like, you know, the idea that you write poetry with stories was basically, I guess that would be narrative poetry, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Then I definitely do that. Yes. That's very present in my next book, which is uh, not, it's not released yet. Oh, well, tell me about your next book. Well, my next book's called Growing Up Holy and Alone. And it's basically a story, a narrative story about uh um a guy or it's it's actually about my life this guy who uh lost i lost in a uh car accident he was a friend of mine i'm sorry to hear that thank you um and uh i kind of put some uh poetic uh taste on it i turned the um table of contents into a poem itself Oh, so it, 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 as you read along the table of contents, it's a whole poem. And then I put the poem in the back as well, in the back of the book. Oh, wow. Um, you know, when you write, is most of the, is, is most of the stuff you write um, about the things you experienced? Do you ever uh, write stuff that you haven't experienced or is it all kind of exper- ex- stuff that you've experienced? In your oh, mind? it's definitely all experiential. Yeah. I, I, I don't write about anything outside of my experiences. So you've never written like a story about dragons? Never. No, I know a guy who writes stories about dragons. Really? Yep. Yep. Made a whole show about it on HBO. Game of Thrones. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> George R. R. Martin, yeah. yeah. Yeah, don't tell me. I'm on, I'm on season five, episode five. If you tell me what happens after that, this interview is over. <laughs> I, won't, I won't say a thing, I promise. Did you want, Did you watch it? I watched a little bit of it. You know, I have, I don't think, I, I probably, I probably haven't watched as much as you. Yeah, it's, it's after, it's after Dumbledore dies. Oh, nice. That's that's from Harry Potter. I just put the two together. <laughs> My wife loves Harry Potter, and I just don't get it. She's a grown woman. I'm not saying you can't love Harry Potter and be a grown grown woman. I, love, I mean, her friends love Harry, Harry Potter, too. You know why I, I have a problem with Harry Potter? Because I, I went on Wheel of Fortune, right? Um, like in 2015, 2012, like when the world was ending. All right? I thought the world was ending. So they're like, of course, go on, bar- go on Wheel of Fortune. If the world's ending, go on Wheel of Fortune. Anyway, because that's my thought process. Um, so I was at Universal Studios right before the puzzles go on Wheel of Fortune. And I went to the Harry Potter exhibit. And I don't know if you know anything about this sorting hat business. <laughs> but um, they sorted me a slither. They sorted me a Slytherin right before I got on stage. Right, right, right the day before I got on Wheel of Fortune. Oh. And I had 
it has nothing to do with it, but I like to blame my problems on stuff that doesn't relate to each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's not nice. Oh, did you try to get a refund? Oh, jeez, you know, the guy, the hat was very, I don't know. I don't know how the hell it decided to ruin my time in California, but it did. It was like, oh. you, sir, you are a Slytherin. And I'm like, liar. I am not a Slytherin. I am a Hufflepuff or maybe a, a, a Ravenclaw, but not a Slytherin. Since I, since I haven't read the books, apparently Slytherin is a good thing. I mean, I don't know. If you're listening uh, and you think Slytherin is a good thing, please let me know. Um, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think I'm offending a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> when you're talking some you're talking some some stuff. I mean, I, my wife has read every single book, and she, she will get she won't listen to this podcast. So yes, I got you your Christmas present that is Harry Potter related. You grown woman, I love you. Anyway, sorry, um, Lise, I love you. the The whole Harry Potter thing, I love it. Um, I appreciate it, and uh, gonna just to pretend I didn't just tell you what my your Christmas present was. But uh, there's a bunch of other ones too. So, uh, yeah, I love you. Um, so going back to being sorted as a Slytherin. No, I'm just kidding. Going back to your writing process. <laughs> um, going back to LinkedIn, going back to where, how did I get to the whole, uh, Harry Potter thing? The dragons, the game of Thrones. Oh, let's, let's bring it back. Hey, Adam. Yeah. Do you uh, write plot poetry or narrative poetry? I write narrative poetry. Okay, great. Do you know what plot poetry is? Not really. <laughs> it's yeah, I do now. What, Yes, uh, basically, yeah. Okay, so that's where we were at. We were talking about your uh, poetry. Then I asked if you ever wrote like like a like a piece about a dragon. Then I said I knew a guy, and that's where we now we're back. We're back. We're bringing it all back. Anyway, when you talk about poetry, Adam, um, first of all, how long does it take you to write a poem? Bare none, would you say? I'd say a good forty-five minutes. No shit, really. No, sh- yeah. You swear it's okay. It's no one else hears this podcast. It's just me and you. Okay. That's just kidding. A lot of people hear this podcast. It's okay. <laughs> but we can still swear. Fucking yeah, no shit. I... <laughs> um, but I want to ask you a question, though. Have you ever heard? Okay, so I, I'm going to just say there's two, two folk legends, Bob Dylan and Leonard Cohen. Bob Dylan used to write his poems lickety split because he's Bob Dylan. He thinks quick. Leonard Cohen, who I absolutely adore, rest in peace, actually chose like he would write and take him very long time to write his poems, and he felt like they were never done. Um, whereas Bob Dylan wrote these like really great poems, he did it quick, and Leonard Cohen wrote these poems, and he never felt they were finished, even when they were like finished and recorded and, and everything. So, you know, I write poems kind of fast, and then I kind of go back at them because, like, you know, I'm quick, I'm quick, I'm really just, I'm just fast. That's, you know, I'm just fast. So I quick-witted almost to a fault sometimes. Um, anyway, would you say that a poem is done or it, like you could have it published and still find something and still, still have it be tweaked or is a poem ever done? Do you have a poem that you would ever go back and, and edit or 
is it just done? Uh, when when a poem is published, do you ever touch it again? Um, not really. Once it's published, I just pretty much, uh, you know, I put a Slytherin hat on it and say it's done. <laughs> ah, bingo, bingo. Hey, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Um, I got to think of the question before I ask it. Uh, but uh, when I was thinking that, like, if you say you are done with a poem, you publish it, and then you yeah. unpublish it, edit it, can you publish it again, or is that a dick move? Um, you can, but only with certain journals. Uh, most journals won't accept previously published poems, and uh, but that's just in the guidelines on most journals. What if it's the same poem, but you change a couple words around? That's still – I don't think that's uh, – yeah. That sounds that sounds uh, shady. <laughs> I got to get out there somehow, Adam. I got to figure something out. Uh, I mean, Oddball Magazine, uh, we don't accept simultaneous submissions anymore. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's not like you're, you know, it's just because, like, if, if, if you accept a simultaneous submission and it gets accepted and then at the same time, um, if it gets accepted and then someone writes back and is like, Hey, I know you published this. This other magazine published it too, and now they're mad at you. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, let's, let's not do that again. Simultaneous submissions. Um, so now we do simultaneous submissions. Also, hey, hey, uh, loyal listeners and um, readers of Oddball Magazine, we are doing something um, that Chad is called calling the Christmas Wars, which I'm not really sure why he's doing that. But um, I think it's something about politics or something. Um, anyway, there's a submissions guideline um, on it. Um, basically, it's like uh, something about um, uh, politics and something because that's that's how Chad rolls. But check it out. Christmas Wars is a thing. I wanted to do 12 Days of Oddness that we've done before, which was a fun little hopeful thing. But he wants to burn it all. So anyway, um, Christmas Wars. Check it out. And um, – also, loyal listeners, um, you'll also hear uh, The Lonely Boy on Christmas, my uh, plot poetry poem that I wrote. Uh, it's got eight eight parts, um, and you'll be hearing that sooner than later, definitely. Um, it's already available. Um, you know, every year I – so, Adam, so every year I take this poem that I wrote um, called The Lonely Boy on Christmas. Yeah. You know it's old because there's a, there's a mention to PlayStation 2 in it. So, oh, wow. um, so, you know, it's an old poem when it says like, you know, all I wanted for Christmas was a PlayStation two. It's like, damn, that was a long <laughs> time ago. Yeah. So uh, it's a great, it's a great poem about, um, about this. It's a narrative poem about uh, imagining an orphan uh, and someone who has been orphaned and, um, you know, his mom and dad leave, leave him and he has to kind of figure out what he wants to do. And, uh, uh, he, all he wants is a Christmas tree and uh, all this kind of stuff, and he wants a dog. And anyway, it's a great poem that uh, uh, you'll see on Oddball Magazine in the next uh, in, towards the uh, towards Christmas. Anyway, um, so when we talk about um, break, going back to break, that's oh, yeah. not your that's not your first book of poetry that you have published. Right? No, that's it's probably my third. Third, and and um, how many poems would you say you've published, um, give or take, in the last uh, three years? 
I'd say three fifty. Holy sh! Holy shit! With um, uh, wow, and that's about ten percent of rejections. So about uh, three thousand rejections. Oh my god! You are dedicated. Wow! Wow! You are dedicated. Um, so can you uh, can you name? Um, I mean, you probably can't name all of the the uh, the. Uh, the some of you want to shout out some of your favorite poems and, and where they were they were published if you want just a couple oh uh okay i got a whisper to my brother which is available at aerial chart i think that that could be the title i had two different titles going for it but uh yeah. aerial chart adam levon brown you can you can find it okay okay um I watched the poem is named I watched and it's at Russ plus moth. Oh, you were talking about Russ plus moth. Yeah. Um, was that one of your most recent publications? Yeah, that's my most recent. Yeah. I, re- I really dig the journal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you like about the journal? Well, it always has very eloquent poetry and like the way they put it together in the print issues. It's, it's just amazing. They do a really good job over there. Nice. And um, what, what what are some of your favorite um, favorite? What, what is like some of the places that you're really trying to to send to right now that 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 um, you'd love to to be put put in at some point? Or like what the is the pen like, review? Are... The pen review and the bitter oleander. I've been rejected like eight times from both of them. Really? Yeah. Now. now, now <laughs> To, to uh, well, a lot of the poets from Oddball, Oddball uh, the, the, a lot of the Oddball Show listeners are poets, probably most of them. So I would say that um, we can relate to that. Um, do you use something like, uh, uh, and I, what is there? Uh, let's just talk Duotrope for a second, because if uh, if you know Duotrope, um, listeners, it is uh, it's a place where you can. Um, well, Adam, why don't you why don't you explain to to our listeners what Duotrope is if if they don't know? Okay, uh, Duotrope is a free submission tracker for poems, and it also uh, has tons of information on each magazine, journal, and press. So, if you want to check out what a, a journal is, uh, what its acceptance ratio is, uh, guidelines, you just go to duotrope.com. Nice, that's, that's duotrope.com. So. Um, so I guess you would say to test your grid on rejections, one to four percent is where you shoot for. Yes, that's crazy. If you go to do a job, will you actually find like eighty percent? You know, like magazines that are like eighty percent, ninety percent. Um, I haven't seen anything that high. The highest I've ever seen is probably at about seventy percent. Okay, seventy percent acceptance rate. Yeah. So one to four percent. That's that's like. That's getting your heart broken over and over and over again. But when those wins come in, they're they're uh, uh, it's really great. Um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you're no slouch of a poet. You're a great poet. In fact, I'd like to. Um, do you have your book on you or anywhere um, near you? Shoot. Um, maybe when you maybe when we take a break, maybe you come back. Uh, we you can read a couple of poems. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, let's do that. Awesome. Um, so let's see. How long have we? I don't know how long we've been talking. I hope this has been recording. I don't even know. A- Adam, sometimes I don't even know what I'm doing. 
Um, <laughs> I know we went off on a tangent about Harry Potter, and I'm pretty sure I insulted my wife and my dad in Norwood Library. <laughs> so this has been a good podcast. Uh, I didn't insult Norwood Library, and I didn't insult my mom or my dad. I love them all. I hope that's not the soundbite you get away from this. Um, but Adam. Yes. So what is it like to um, be a poet in this modern age? Is it better to be a poet um, now with the, with the advent of technology? Or is it harder to be a poet because of the advent of technology and how there's more people, you know, submitting their shit out? I'd say it's both easier and harder. It's more convenient because, of course, computers, you can send out electronic submissions. But that also means you have a lot more competition. Mm. Have you ever sent out a manuscript via via mail? No. <laughs> okay. It's, all, it's been all online with me. <laughs> um, is it weird to send out something via mail? Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I sent out I sent out a few copies of a book the other day for uh, try to, to try to get blurbs and I'm like this feels so foreign. <laughs> well, I feel like if you, so you know how I, we were talking pre-show about how um I shoot for the moon, right? I, I don't I uh, I, uh, I love to get rejected and and and, and harmful for my body ways. Um, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like to feel the, the the burn of bitter rejection for for days and days and days. So I crawl out of bed with the pain of failure. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I actually sent out my book to a publishing company, um, to a, a rather big publishing company. Um, my friend did it for me. Yeah, my friend did it for me. I wrote. I wrote. I I, I talked to him about how um, I've, I had doubt about sending it out and how I felt like it was just going to get rejected and, and all this kind of stuff. And then we kind of commiserated on my life a little bit. Um, if you're listening, Adelon, shout out. You are a great person, a great friend and a, and a, and a, a spiritual uh, um, friend of no other. Really, you are incredible. Um, and you and he said, you know what he said, Adam? He said, first of all, you know, take the word rejection out of your vocabulary because it's not a, it's not, it's a very loaded word, right? You know, rejected, refused, yeah. you know, whatever. And he said that he would send it for me and that he would, um, he would, he would do it. So he sent it out for me. He's, we had written a letter to, to this publisher and he sent it out for me. So, um, I was asked, oh yeah, he's a great guy. He really is. So I was asked by the, by the Brockton library, by, um, uh, Philip Azarius, he has this, um, uh, everything has a voice. It's this really uh, great poetry uh, thing. And Brockton is um, Brockton, Massachusetts. Um, uh, Adam, oh, we're talking okay. Brockton, Massachusetts. So we're talking local for me. And um, it's uh, they have a they have a great uh, event every month that I'll be featuring at in two months. And um, yeah, so thank you for that. But um, he actually he actually there's this um, upcoming project that's happening in July or June, June or July. Uh, where uh, local artists who have had, um, I think it's head trauma. Uh, um, I, I think they're, well, I'm not really sure. I won't speak to that. Um, well, anyway, what it is is uh, basically uh, local artists from Massachusetts paired with local poets from Boston 
and beyond and beyond right and okay. um, and I was asked to write uh, to pick a few pieces of art and um, write about them and one of them I wrote was to uh, the poem was uh, called to the editors in Missouri and um, it was dedicated to my friend Adelon because um, of this you know this this poem um, that really you know maybe I'll share it maybe I'll share it um, Towards the end of the the maybe me and you will vibe on some poetry for a little bit, and I'll read something, you'll read something, and we'll talk a little bit. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's called um, "To the Editors in Missouri," um, and uh, that was from the you know going to the Brockton Library. So I am gonna be I, I did mail something, but I understand how email could be a lot easier. Um, but actually, some places do just want do do want. I mean, I uh, want you to send them actual physical copies of their of your manuscripts, which is kind of interesting. That's old school, man. Yeah, which is kind of cool. I mean, I I, I really think that poetry and and you probably know a little bit more because you've been published three hundred fifty times, and I've been published three hundred times on Oddball Magazine, and maybe twenty times on other magazines. So three hundred twenty to three fifty. Yeah, you're winning, and um, not that it's a competition, Adam, but you're winning. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but <laughs> you know, it's really hard to uh, to 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 reject yourself. So I, my 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 poetry goes out without fair. I, I would love to see how much my poetry would be rejected by by other people, because that makes me feel wonderful. <laughs> um, anyway, that's that's Adam. That's why I started a magazine so I wouldn't have to deal with rejection. Oh, um, that's one, that's one way of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mercy. Anyway, um, yeah. So I mean, I, I honestly, I, it's it's really well. You have you know. Let's talk about in segment two. Um, let's talk about. Uh, Madness Muse, and let's really get into that because I think that's, uh, okay. like, that's like your bread and butter besides your poetry, right? Madness Muse. Yes. So let's talk about that a little bit because that's the same. I, we didn't really talk about that yet. So, you know, first segment in the books, we talked about break. Uh, where can you get break poems on mental illness? If we're not, if if let's try that again. If you're listening, readers, you can get. Wait a minute. Let's try that one more time. Loyal. Listeners of the Oddball Show, check out Adam Levon Brown's break, Poems on Mental Illness. You can get that where, Adam? Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, IndieBound, and pretty much wherever books are sold online. All right. And and if you want to reach out to Adam Levon Brown, how do you reach out to Adam Levon Brown? AdamLevonBrown.com. Bingo, bango. All right. Um, okay, guys. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Um, we're going to go back to segment two. We'll talk more about Madness News Press, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on with Oddball Magazine. So uh, uh, peace out. We'll be right back. Uh, go uh, go to the bathroom if that's what you got to do. All right? Or unless you're driving. If you're driving, keep driving. We'll be right back. Okay. All right, then. We're saying goodbye right now. See you in five. Okay. Bye-bye, guys. Bye. Oh. 
from The Oddball Show. If you've been tuning into our preposterous podcast and like what you've been hearing, why not pop over to iTunes and leave us a review? iTunes not your thing? Well, then come on over and follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and Buzzsprout. Learn more about who we are at oddballmagazine.com and jplineproductions.com. Link up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send us a tasteful yet inspiring postcard, or just give us a holler in your nearest CB radio, good buddy. On behalf of Jason Wright and myself, thanks for listening to The Oddball Show, and stay tuned. Anyway, um, hey guys, uh, we are back uh, from, uh, from our little hiatus of five minutes. Uh, feels, it felt a lot longer, really. I miss you guys. Um, I've uh, wondered how long it would be back till I was back with you all, and now I am, and, you know, here we are. It's beautiful, isn't it? Actually, Adam, how long has it been? It's been, well, about like two weeks, right? Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, about two weeks. It's been, no, no, it's been actually been actually about two weeks since we reconnected. Really? Yeah. I didn't, yeah. Know, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's because I'm lying. We oh. we literally we literally we literally got off the phone around five minutes ago, <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, yeah. And, and and my dog, he has this whole house to uh, play around, and he decides to take his stick that smells like bacon and hit it against the radiator. Oh. Thank you. Yeah, so he's like, I'm just going to chew on this. Can you hear that? I can't hear it. Okay, well, I can. I can see it and I can hear it and uh, not happy. I uh, anyway, so where were we? What were we talking about? Let's see. We talked about getting sorted Slytherin. We talked about your book, Break, yeah. um, Poems and Mental Illness. We talked about your book is available at Barnes & Noble. Yeah. We talked about how... Um, you uh, write narrative and how you're from Eugene, Oregon, not Oregon. Um, we wrote about, oh, and then we started talking about what I really want to talk about in the second segment, which is, oh, actually, hold on, let's, let's back up for a second. Um, I, I have to really quick check in with my, my uh, listeners uh, uh, about uh, Oddball Magazine and um, the Oddball Show. So, um, so there's a lot going on at, um, <clears throat> the oddball magazine as i said earlier there's the christmas wars which is basically a um, a political protest or something like that ask chad he knows um uh the whole submissions up there um maybe i should uh, look at it um i was uh going to do uh, something different but um uh, we're doing the christmas wars and uh, i'm really cool i'm really happy about that i love i love uh what we we put up you know we did that awesome Horrorthon, which was great. Horrorthon, not Horrorthon. Uh, we did a Horrorthon during Halloween, and that was a lot of fun. Shout out to TJ for the banner. So that was great. And, uh, you know, we have the Christmas Wars coming up, um, which you'll look for that on December 16th, uh, which is by the time you get this podcast, it'll probably be March. So uh, happy St. Patrick's Day. Um that's a joke. I will get this to you as soon as possible. Uh, anyway, uh, if you've been listening to the last three podcasts, and God bless you if you have, 
there is uh, the train of thought audio experience. Well, that is completed. I did that. That is done. Uh, that was with the help of DJ Sender. Thank you, DJ Sender. Shout out to you. Uh, shout out to uh, everyone who helped put that together. The post-production was awesome. Uh, we're just waiting to put it down into tracks uh, and then send it out onto it and, and create a CD and all that kind of stuff. And we'll, we'll probably do something with it um, and maybe put it up on, um, on, on for Audible or something like that as an audiobook. Not sure yet. I have to do that research for that. Um, so, um, the last three episodes of uh, uh, Prof saying adieu is is uh, up. Episode one, episode two, and episode three, and um, and hopefully you have already heard uh, Re- Recovery Raquel talking about um, her projects, the Recovery House, and all those kind of things that she does in Recovery to Wellness, and all those kind of. Um, Cool projects. That's also available on the Oddball Show as well. As well, um, I'm working on a new book for Adelon Joseph. Uh, he, as I shouted out him earlier, as a, a friend and uh, uh, someone I lean on when I need support. I'm also helping him uh, to edit uh, his book of poems. If you've never heard AJ's poetry, you probably haven't uh, listened um, to him speak around Boston. But he's an avid public, uh, avid slam poet around Boston, and a great, great poet. Um, and his poetry is uh, look look for that in 2020, as well as my my uh, second helping of uh, train of thought. Uh, I'm sending poetry out uh, to the ether. I sent uh, my book uh, train of thought out with the help of Adelon again to um, a, a, a publisher that uh, I've mentioned before. Um, I'm really hoping that they, they, they get it and they listen to it or they read it. Um, you know, and I hope that, uh, that, um, you know, maybe they'll even check out the train of thought audio experience, which my mom listened to it the other day and said she really liked it. So thanks mom. You know, if you say, if, you know, if my mom likes something, then you know, it must be good because you know, whatever. Anyway. Um, but she, yeah, she liked it. Um, NAMI peer-to-peer is a thing that I've been teaching uh, for the last um, three three months now. It's been going really well. Um, if you don't know what NAMI peer-to-peer is, it is a uh, class where you learn all about the inner the inner uh, idea of uh, mental health and how to uh, move forward from a diagnosis to uh, every all that other fun stuff that goes with mental health. So that's the NAMI peer-to-peer. Um, Check it out. If you haven't checked out NAMI.com and you can check out uh, and you want, you become involved with Inner Own Voice, um, NAMI peer-to-peer, there's Pierce, uh, there's all sorts of peer stuff. Um, and uh, when I talk peer, I talk about peer support. Uh, and when I talk peer support, I talk about uh, people with lived experience who uh, also have um, a, a really interesting story to tell. And a lot of the people that I, um, that I, that, uh, you know, that I know from NAMI and, uh, all these, uh, other places, uh, really, really cool people. Um, and, uh, peer support is just another avenue of, uh, really healing together, which I really think, and it's a great community. So I love it. Uh, 
Uh, uh, the Underground Garden is back. Liza Zayas is back uh, in a big way at the Underground Garden. Um, if you never heard Liza Zayas' poetry, then you should hear uh, Liza Zayas' poetry. It's been it's been um, available um, wide, widely for the last three years on on Oddwell Magazine every Thursday. Um, and Liza, thank you for coming back. Uh, your poetry is amazing, and you are an incredible, incredible poet. And we're really happy to have you back. Um, wise words with Bruce Wise. Bruce, I love you. You, you. you know, I just want to let you know you, you, you guys, you are doing some great work with uh, with uh, Wise Words. Um, you know, I don't know how how much I can I can appreciate what you do for uh, for uh, Oddball Magazine every Friday with Wise Words. It's awesome. Uh, Bill, thank you with the odds. Uh, the, the comic strip, uh, the odds, and of course, uh, secrets of skinny people. Um, at the end of um, at the end of this uh, uh, podcast, I will um, read my jagged thought, and hopefully, when I get done with this, we'll do a little bit of uh, Adam's poetry, and we'll go back and forth. Um, and also, so look forward to that. And then the other thing. Uh, is we have uh, feedback with Lizzie Von Teague is also this Thursday at Oddball Magazine. So look for that on a regular basis. Um, so that's what's going on with Oddball Magazine. If you want to become a Patreon of Oddball Magazine, you can. God bless you if you do. Thank you. We'd appreciate it. Do whatever you uh, do, whatever you do, and we'll send out a newsletter or we'll send you T-shirts and uh, exclusive content. So check out our Patreon account. Um, and, uh, yeah, check out our, our, uh, bookstore for all our new books and you know what? Hey, Adam, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. You know what? I would like to put your book on my bookstore. Can I do that? Of course. Yeah, that'd be great. Nice. So, so check back to the oddball bookstore and you'll be able to get Adam LaVon Brown's, uh, book break and maybe maybe some more of his books he's a cool guy so uh we'll 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 advertise his book on our site um so please if you want to get adam adam's book just go uh, to oddball magazine or amazon or anywhere or barnes and noble if you're in the area um he's a 2019 blue nib chapbook award winner he is he is a boss poet and he is um still with us god god bless him so segment two what's going on buddy how are you doing adam what's going on I'm doing good. Fantastic. So I thought maybe we could talk a uh, second second segment. We could talk about uh, Madness Muse. Um, uh, so I, I I always find the origin story of a press really interesting because I feel like it is an origin, right? Um, you know, from Oddball Magazine, how it started to you know where it where it is now. To you know, I can think of some really great presses like you know my friend Gloria Mindock's press, Servina Barva has been. Uh, it's a beautiful press that that I, that I, that um, has flourished over the years, and her name has a special meaning to it. So, um, and I can think of you know some other people's presses, but where does Madness Muse Press? How did you create it? Where did it start? Well, it all started at. Uh at about 20, uh, I'd say 2016, I had an idea for a book, and um, but ba- let me backtrack. Uh, I, I worked for a Eugene Press by the name of uh, Aerocloud Press from a, a local poet here, 
and uh, he was helping me put my poetry together, and I was volunteering for him. And uh, and then out of nowhere, you know, we, we started discussing starting a press. And so I'm like, uh, you know, I want to start a press. I think I can do good things with it. Uh, and then I got my idea for the first book, uh, Destigmatized. Really? Destigmatized. Tell me, what, what was Destigmatized about? Destigmatized was all about uh, bringing awareness to mental illness and mental health. I, I initially wanted to send it to every um, mental health uh, organization in the uh, county and eventually the state. I, I'm still working on it, uh, but uh, just to oh, get man. it out there. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so, you know what I, I love about it? And we didn't really talk a lot. I mean, we haven't really talked about mental health and how it is related to um, – you know, it's a very big, it's a big central part of my art, you know, and um, I'm sure many other poets would identify with that as well, or writers or artists or musicians or whatever. But um, it is really cool when you can, um, you know, something create something like destigmatized or break and really bring, you know, a focus on, on it, you know, specifically. Um, so is Madness Muse a, a press? Um, when you started Destigmatized, was Madness Muse already created, or did you like create Destigmatized and then Madness Muse? It was Madness Muse, then Destigmatized, about a month apart. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, so tell, so tell me um, the mission behind Madness Muse. Is is there a mission? Yes, the Madness Muse press mission is to enact social change through the power of writing. Nice, nice. So, what does that mean exactly to you? Uh, it means bringing awareness to certain issues, um, maybe uh, centering issues, uh, magazine and press issues around uh, relevant topics that can help uh, end stigma uh, in certain ways uh, for certain things. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so... Do you want to continue talking about Madness Muse? We could talk about that a little bit. I know you're um, – what is the logo of Madness Muse if you were to look at um, the logo? The, uh, the, the Madness Muse press logo is a red fist, uh, which is coming out of the ground, and it's meant to represent a grassroots organization and grassroots uh, writing. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, all right. So – what is what is there another pre, is there another thing you're working on with Madness Muse right now? We just uh, well we're, we're we're switching over to Ingram Spark for our publishing, uh, yeah. so, so we're getting that together. And uh, the goal is to uh, get it in front of uh, hundreds of libraries and independent bookstores. Our next nice. our next issue. Nice. Um, how are you? Um... Are you accepting submissions for Madness Muse right now? If people want to submit to it, oh no, we. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I just talked with my associate editor today, and she said, uh, "Yeah, we're we're going to be uh, accepting submissions uh, uh, after on January first, two thousand twenty, two thousand. Yeah. So, like in like two months. I mean, like in a month. Yeah, in a month. Yeah. And what are you looking for exactly? Um. Just uh, any relevant um, 
poems uh, detailing social justice. Uh, the way we're doing it now, we're publishing um, uh, anthologies based around uh, just general social justice issues, and, uh, and uh, whichever ones we publish on our blog, whichever poems, they get published in the anthology. Oh, cool. And um, do you, does anyone who published with you get a copy of the, the press book or anything like that? Um, they, they get a digital contributor's copy right now, which is one reason we're switching to Ingram Spark, so we can try to make more money and give contributor issues. Oh, that's awesome. And um, do you have um, a Patreon account or anything that people could get involved with? Yeah, we have a Patreon. It's uh, Patreon uh, Madness Muse Press. Okay. And um, cool. So um, uh, uh, what are some of the benefits of if, if one of our um, you know, listeners was to join and, and you know, benefit from your Patreon, what would they get? Uh, well, I, I think, uh, yeah, the one in five dollar donations, uh, they get uh, all the ebooks. They get every issue we publish as an ebook. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the one in five dollar tier, and I think anything above that, I'll, I uh, mail them a paper copy of each anthology. Oh, very cool. Um. So let me ask you, uh, what what would we find if we went to Madness Muse right now? What is some of the, the stuff to check out at the at the press on the website? Well, you'd see our anthologies, uh, all five or six of them. Yeah, yeah. Would you see, um, uh, you know, interviews or anything like that? Or yeah, um, there's a whole interview series which uh, I started actually started a, a while before my press, but I continued it with the press. And that's been going on. So who, who do you like to interview? Poets. All poets. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just uh, any small press indie uh, poet or any poets. Yeah. So are, so are you open to collaboration and stuff? Oh, definitely. We have we even have a, uh, um, a literary partners tab on our uh, website. So if you're hearing this and you're, you're a small press um, – you can check out uh, Madness Muse and um, link up with them and uh, work on uh, some sort of collaboration. Maybe put together an anthology or something like that, or work with uh, Adam uh, on uh, on something. So uh, there's a contact page on Adam's uh, Madness Muse. You can check it and, and contact him directly. And uh, uh, is there? Um, yeah, yeah. So that's Madness Muse. Uh, so, so when you say that there's um, open submissions in January, what's what's that mean? Uh, it means uh, j you could just send any poem, uh, th three to five poems to madnessmusepress at gmail.com uh, after January 1st, and we'll look at them. Okay, cool. Do you accept simultaneous submissions? Yes, yes, we do. Previously published work? No, no previously published work. Okay, cool. All right. So that's it. You heard it. Uh, check out Madness Muse Press. Um, uh, what is it? www.madnessmusepress.org.com? Oh, .com. All right, cool. www.madnessmusepress.com. Uh, started in 2016 and destigmatized is available there, right? Yes. Very cool. Very cool. Um, and it is a cool logo, and that's why I keep on like, oh, we should explain Exchange March. Um, so. <clears throat> 
Uh, I thought that, you know, you know, it would be kind of fun if you didn't have anywhere to go, if you wanted to maybe share one of your poems and we could talk about it, maybe two of your poems. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Um, also, be, uh, real quick, who published uh, Break Poems on Mental Illness? Uh, Poetic Justice, Books and Arts. They're nice, based, nice. Yeah, they're based out of Port St. Lucie, Florida. Oh, fantastic. Shout out to them. They definitely found a great uh, poet in Adam. And uh, do they accept poems on uh, on mental health as well? Or um, uh, or, or is it just kind of like your specialty? Yeah, that's just my specialty. It's my niche. It's what I write about. It's kind of what I do too, Adam. That's why I, I was so psyched to, to, to connect with you. Um, and we should definitely collaborate with some, on something, you know, um, something. I don't know. De- definitely, yeah, I'd be into it. Me too. Um, and it, and if, if there's other if there's other um, uh, presses out there that you know have a mental health focus or whatever, hit up Adam or hit up me at Oddball Magazine, and uh, let's talk about putting something together. You know, it's a community, it really is. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, and and while you're at it, check out Break um, Poems on Mental Illness. Um, as well. So, um, I know we were talking about a poem that you wanted to read from break. Um, the, the, uh, the one, uh, actually, well, let me ask you, what would you like to read a poem from break and, and and which poem would you like to read and maybe explain a little bit of it before you read it? Sure. Uh, I'd like to read first time in a psychiatric unit. All right. I can definitely relate to that. Hold on. Time out. Oh, are you barking? Obi, are you seriously barking right now? My dog's barking. Oh. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta get his ball. Okay. All right, one second. <clears throat> there, there it is. Oh boy. Obi, there you go. And we're back. Okay. My dog dog has his ball, and you have your poem. First time on a psych ward. Is that what it's called? Yes, yes. First time in a psychiatric unit. That's it. Okay. All right. Um, Without further ado, Adam, will you read your poem? I will. The line sits at the pseudo-god's feet as he sits behind a reinforced window, ready to hand out medications. My insides begin breaking rapture with a primal scream only I can hear. Fear is the casket which lies within. I sit idly, scratching the barcode strapped around my wrist. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, the only three things to look forward to when you're on hold in a psychiatric unit. Back to the line, we stand as orderly as twin towers, waiting to swallow our next round of medication. I learn that the blue pills give you the best high, whereas the white pills make you itch. Medication is different for everyone, and I was learning the best mix for me. 
Fear is the casket which lies within. The alphabet on the calendar sitting on the wall seems to scream at me, yelling, Get out of here when you can, while you can. I look away from it and continue pacing around the 30 by 30 common room. Another impatient is rattling his head off about the government being after him. He literally yells all day long for hours about the same thing. In any other setting, he'd be terrifying. He'd be looked at as something else. In here, he was safe. In here, he had a name. Fear is the casket which lies within. To the line again. One of the patients I hadn't caught the name of suddenly punches the wall and demands that he talk to his lawyer. He then runs to his 10 by 10 room equipped with metal door and begins flipping over his mattress. If there was a Jesus on this tiny secluded island of sterile floors and reinforced steel, it would be him. He then continues to berate the orderlies while kicking the wall next to my room. The orderlies act fast and scream one to another. Grab the injectable. We need him settled down. Lockdown means how it sounds. It means you cannot leave. What they really don't tell you is you can't really stay either. It takes a certain amount of dissociation to be able to live under the tight freezing cold conditions. Fear is the casket which lies within. I guess what's, that's why those who don't know and those who think they know but don't really know look at us as crazy. Not because we're weak or dangerous, though some of us are, but because they can see us deal with what they consider insurmountable odds and rise from our inner caskets like the sort of Lazarus who eats and waits in line just to pass the time. Oh, man, that's uh, great. The level of uh, of uh, the level of relatability to that poem uh, that I just experienced was was huge. Um, I could feel every single part of that, and uh, that was really really well done. Um, without analyzing it too much, could we hear another poem? Of course, yes. Uh, let me see. I would say that that poem is. Phenomenal, and it was really well, well, well read too. But uh, I would love to hear a second poem. And um, for your, for your listener, for uh, listeners of the Oddball Show, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Radios. Uh, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on um, all of your podcasting platforms, including TuneIn Radio. Just check out um, the Oddball Show. Apparently, there's another Oddball Show about a dog. That's not the Oddball Show. The Oddball is a show about a movie about a dog. This isn't about a dog. This is about a poet. A poet with conviction. <laughs> Do you ever, if you ever Google Oddball, the first thing that pops up, one, it's a giant shoe. A, it is. It, there's, a, there's a company called Oddball that is giant shoes. And wow. then, yeah, yeah. And then the second one is Oddball. The movie about a dog. And then third is Oddball Magazine. And then <laughs> fourth is Oddball Show. But, oh, and then there's other things. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, this is not a, this is not a, uh, this is a poetry podcast. We talk about a lot about mental health too and art and advocacy. Uh, we're not a, a dog and uh, we aren't big shoes. So this is the Oddball <laughs> Show. Um, Adam, are you ready with your uh, second poem? Yes, I am ready. Okay. 
Uh, so if you enjoyed that first poem, you can check out it in uh, in break uh, poems uh, poems on mental illness or poems of mental illness. Oh, poems on mental illness. Okay, cool. Poems on and around, off, under, in between mental illness. Um, <laughs> so uh, ch- uh, check out uh, break poems on mental illness, and um, here's a second poem from that. A prayer in the silence of isolation to spirit. Harbinger of silent dawn, martyr of beasts and broken galaxies. Bring me Boethius and handmade stars swept among the dirt of past lives. Bring me the titans encapsulated within supernova truth. Bring me Alexandria cradled in the silk immortality. Bring me destiny wrapped in double helix tapestry. Do not bring me saints, for my eyes bleed like chrysanthemums who sit staring at lightning. Do not bring me your broken halo, for I have my own, resting upon the gates of an inescapable dream. Do not bring me carnality, for bodies are vessels hiding behind the Maya in circles of Niagara emptiness. Face the trembling of the neurotic memories of quaking dreams gripped in solar neglect. Face the trembling of memories encircling psychotic breaks which once held you in static choirs. Face the trembling of the memories assembling themselves into dreams while they scrape their iron nails of nightmarish banshee upon the walls of your once hollowed solace. Let us sit within time, grasping for cosmos with fingers of clay. Let us sit inside the Trinity, praying for cracked thunder. Let us stay, let us stay for one more fractured raindrop, tasted for the finite and swallowed for creation's final whimper. That was great. That was really great. Um, So what what would you say that one was about? This one's about... uh, well, basically, I'm t- uh, it's kind of me talking to, uh, I guess, what, uh, God? <laughs> I guess that's what some people call it. Kind of kind of arguing, uh, kind of saying, you know, like, uh, let me stay. Let us stay one more day. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you ever, um, do you, are you a big fan of uh, uh, workshops and open mics and stuff like that? You know, I never really done workshops or open mics. I maybe done three open mics, and that's about it. You know, you don't workshop your stuff. No, no, I, 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 I do it all myself. Wow. So, do you? Are you? Are you your editor as well? Yes. Okay. Well, I can, I can definitely see why one to four percent people are who, who you're shooting for, because that's that, that's really very, very well written stuff. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, mean, I wouldn't bullshit you either. I think it's very well written, and um, and that's why I was geeking out when I when I met you on LinkedIn. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, <coughs> you read the first poem about the psych ward, and you read the second one about God. What would you say the third one would be? Probably about my mother. She's in hospice right now, and I wrote a poem for her in this book. Is it in your in your book break, uh, break? Yes. First of all, I'm sorry to hear that your mom's in hospice. I'm very sorry to hear that. Um, and and uh, and uh, I know that's got to be difficult for me for you. I'm glad that you were able to write about it. Uh, do you is do you write about that a lot? Yeah, uh, it's probably going to be my next book. Uh, it's going to center around her. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, if you'd like to share your share a third poem, I'd love to hear it. Okay. Uh, yeah, let me let me grab it. Yeah. Um, and and uh, you know, so if you guys are listening, um, this this is Adam Levon Brown. He's a poet from Eugene, Oregon. Um, he is a Madness Muse uh, Press editor uh, and founder. I'm I'm guessing. Are you the editor and founder? Sorry. Yeah. Are you the editor and founder of Madness Muse? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you can check him out at Madness Muse Press. His books are widely available at Barnes and Noble. And um, through uh, through um, Amazon as well. Um, if you're enjoying what you're listening to, check him out on Facebook. Uh, or do you have a Twitter account, Adam? Yeah, uh, you can check out my handle. It's at Adam Levon Brown One. Okay, so if you want to check out uh, Adam Levon, uh, Adam's uh, handle, it's Adam Levon Brown One at Twitter. Um, and and uh, if you want to get involved, if you're a small press or a poet. Um, uh, and you want to get involved with uh, Madness Muse, uh, hit them up. Uh, that goes for the same as Oddball Magazine. If you'd like to get involved with us, send us an email at um, Oddball Magazine. Uh, what is it? Editors at oddballmagazine.com. So, um, yeah. Uh, what I like about Adam's poetry, um, I like uh, this, the, 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 there seems to be a real, a realness to it and uh, pulls no punches, which I really appreciate. Cause I, I can't listen to flowery poetry. Um, it's just not my kind of thing. I like to hear something that has a hard edge to it. So Adam, are you ready with your third poem? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Go for it, Adam. To mother. I see you within St. Francis's ghost, your frail legs carrying the weight of men. I lean into your gentle arms to hug you, whispering about the day Dad left us. I notice your shoulders have disintegrated mountains with their waters of soothing voice. It's true that I'd never left you on the city bus that coffee sky morning, but you still refuse to believe me. Dementia has splintered us apart. I know you spent a lifetime harboring the abuse and love of two families. I know your sanity is a prickled plum eating you from within. I was humiliated at the times you spent wavering your voice in front of strangers during manic episodes with me and Tote. Now I sit by your nursing home bed, praying to every god I know that you'll continue to remember my face for just one more day. Nice, nice. 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 I, I like how you um, uh, how you ended that with you that last the last inflection of the last um, for just one more day. That was sort of haunting in a way. And I don't know if you, if that's how you meant to read it, but it was, it was kind of haunting. Um, Thank you. <laughs> and I, I like it. Um, would you, do you ever write about happy stuff? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I kind yeah. of enjoy the happy moments and I write when I'm feeling bad. That's kind of, that's kind of how it is. You know what? It's really, it's really cool that you said that. Cause that's exactly how, um, how uh, I write. Um, I write, Whenever there is something something on my mind, um, usually uh, when it's an anxious moment, unless I unless it's um, you know Monday night and then I have to write something for Tuesday. But back in the day for my for my column, jagged thoughts. But before, I really used to write out of almost desperation to shut my brain off. Um, 
And and that's that's how my yeah well that's how my brain used to work. That's as you know my brain works really fast and it works in rhythm and rhyme, which is nice, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um and uh, you know a lot of the time I would have to shut my brain off by um by writing, um, and a lot of it was anxiety induced, and that's kind of the train of thought that uh, that created train of thought was um, writing for the need of writing. Um, Writing has been one of my, I hate the word coping skills, but it's been one of my biggest um, things that I've used to, to help me with this journey, which they call uh, mental health. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Without getting too much into uh, my diagnosis and stuff, which, I mean, I don't really feel that, that you know, with my with my role as a, in the mental health, that I, I, I really feel diagnoses aren't really that important anymore in that it's more about the trauma that you've experienced and dealing with it and living life, repairing yourself from the shit that you've experienced, mostly usually as an adolescent or a child. Uh, most of that stuff is what we're, we're all kind of rebounding from. So I don't really think of um, my diagnosis as, uh, you know, if, you know, as uh, more than just kind of a, a like a map or like a, like a, um, a starting point, right? You're like yeah. someone can give you a diagnosis and then say, well, this is what we think you are, <laughs> yeah. you know? And yeah. then like, and here you go. Here's a bunch of meds and figure out your life. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or you can do a lot of hard work and, 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 um, and, and writing for me has been that, you know, writing has got me through so much stuff. I understand get- entirely. That's why I write so much. Exactly right. I mean, it's such a co- it's a, such a beautiful thing. Um, I sometimes I feel like it's a curse and a gift, right? Like oh, to be yeah. able to be the curse is having the mental health affliction, right? It's the it's the illness, it's whatever you want to call it. It's your anxiety, it's your depression, it's your hearing voices, it's your ups and downs, it's your ADD, it's whatever. the 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 good part of it is what you get out of it. Um, you get the creativity, you get the empathy, you get the, um, the brilliant moments of like Nirvana or like the, the moments when you find like an epiphany or, you know, those creative sparks that wake you up in the middle of the night that make you have to write something down. You know, that's like the really good stuff about mental health. And a lot of people just think that it's all like sadness. It's not all sadness and confusion and anxiety. There's a lot of beauty in um what we do because you know we create this art through this pain and i think that's i know that sounds like woo art through pain right that's what um, i do that's what i do beauty right. into pain or pain, pain, pain into beauty excuse me peace through pain exactly right you know i mean that's the thing i mean we we go through all this hardships and stuff with our mental health and, and one of the things that we that I vibe on anyway is, 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 um, I find that two things are uniters in my book, Adam, one poetry, right? If you're a poet, I can identify with you because I really can, because I can identify with a writer. I think, I think we're right. There's, there's a couple people that are just fascinating to me, writers, readers, and artists. They're, they're fascinating. I love people who read books. I love people who write, write, and I love people who create, whether it's art, music, or whatever. And then the other thing I can really relate to is someone who has a mental health issue. I can just relate to that. 
Um, and usually it's part and parcel. Uh, I know that sounds like, Hey, like all of a sudden we're talking about mental health, but like, honestly, art and mental health really go very, very part and parcel with each other. I mean, yeah. Um, I th- and, and I think, um, that's kind of the cool part about it. I mean, if you're, if, I mean, I don't know, I, I would much rather read a book, um, from someone that I can relate to. Right. Oh yeah. Um, and someone that I absolutely cannot relate with. And, um, you know, I'm really glad that LinkedIn brought us together because your book break is, uh, the perfect kind of thing that I was looking for. And you can catch that, uh, at Barnes and Noble at some of the local bookstores. And if you are in Eugene, check out, uh, Adam, um, where, where can you, uh, you want to shout out the local bookstore where you can get your, your book at in Eugene? Oh, yeah, Barnes & Noble, Eugene Barnes & Noble. Boom. Any other bookstores there? I've never um, been to Eugene. So. Uh, you know, I don't think I'm in any of the other ones yet, but I'm working on it. All right, cool. Um, are you in a lot of independent stores around the area? No, not in the, not in the area. Uh, I'd say about two, 300 stores around the U.S., but I, I, I don't know where. Because <laughs> I haven't been what? keeping track. I haven't been keeping track. Uh, I've just been, uh, tr- yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I know we gotta like we gotta our our my re- my listeners have to go do something else because they've been listening to this for a while. I'm like, what the hell? But, dude, what is it like to hustle and grind your book like that? It's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's like uh, it's a new creative outlet for me. Yeah. Does it? Does it? Uh, like what is your, what is your, uh, what is the hustle like? What is what are you trying to do with Break? I'm trying to get it into as many bookstores as possible. I'm sending it to award contests. I'm sending it to libraries. I'm uh, trying approaching big chain bookstores with it. I'm just trying to get get it uh, into the hands of people of the readers who want to read it. And and what's the what's the best way to get it right now? Is this Amazon? If you want it right now for listening, you can just check it out on Amazon, or if you're yeah. on BarnesandNoble dot com, Amazon dot com. That's great. Um, what uh, uh, can they get it at Madness Muse? No, it's not on Madness Muse because uh, that's that's separate. You know, because th- those are my presses books, and then I have my books. Yeah. Your your are your presses books all anthologies, or do you put out other people's books? No, they're all anthologies. Oh, cool. <laughs> Um, that's awesome. Well, I would like you, you got, you got a couple, you got a couple more minutes. Yeah, I got a couple more minutes. All right, cool. So let's, let's, um, let's switch to segment three, final segment. All right. It's a fun segment that I'm making up on the spot. All right. It's called how well, you know, your podcast host. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Okay. How well do you know your podcast host? Number one, what's my favorite color? Green. Dude, it is green. Holy shit. Are you serious? Yes, it really is. Whoa. Uh, what is yeah, no, it really is. Uh, what is my uh, favorite uh, basketball team? Mavericks? Nope. Way off on that one. All right. Um, what word am I thinking of right now? Books? Nope, I wasn't thinking of books. Uh, I was thinking uh, Marcus... Marcus Smart. I don't know why that he's a Celtic. He was the first one that popped in my head. Um, uh, let me think. Let's see. Number four. Uh, what's my favorite movie? 
Godfather? Nope. Shawshank Redemption. Continue. Uh, what's my favorite book? Catcher in the Rye? No, but that's a very good book. I do like Catcher in the Rye. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I can put a favorite on my book. Uh, you know what? One of my favorite books is um, it's an actual book. It's 900 pages. Uh, shout out to Eliza Williamson from, from my friend Eliza Williamson. She told me to read this book. It is called I Know This Much to Be True. And it really is a beautiful book about this guy, his brother who had a mental health issue, and his mom. And it is a very cool book that they really should make into a movie. Um, Five, do I have a dog or a cat? Dog. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. What's my dog's name? Shoot. Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> it's not true. Anyway, um, <laughs> what is my favorite ice cream? Vanilla. No, no. You think I'm a vanilla guy? Jeez. <laughs> I'm much more than vanilla. Black raspberry. Anyway. Continue. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm thinking of a number between one and seven. What number is it? Seven. Nope, it's three. Okay. And number nine. Um, uh, what is my favorite band? Metallica. Jeez, man. I thought you knew me. Uh, number <laughs> 10. <laughs> what is some life advice for me right now? The life advice? Yep, life advice. Just whatever you're thinking. Hmm. Don't eat the yellow snow. <laughs> Don't eat the yellow snow. Okay. <laughs> Is it snowing in Eugene, Oregon right now? Not right now. It's 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 it almost snowed this year though, and it's it might snow again. Does it ever snow in Eugene, Oregon? Yeah, about uh, a good three, four days of it a year. Oh wow, three to four days of it. I really feel bad for Eugene Oregoners for three to four days of snow. <laughs> that's sarcasm. <laughs> that's, a lot of, that's, a, that's some heavy shade being thrown your way, Adam, and over there. It must be beautiful, though. I've never, I don't think I've ever been to Eugene, Oregon. It, oh, it yeah, lots of green. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, Boston is, uh, it's, 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 a, it's snowy. And, um, and, uh, where I live, um, my dog had just discovered snow, so he prances around in it. He kind of prances. He's like, I like this snow. It's cold. It's too cold. I'm prancing. And then he's like, <laughs> it's like, I'm going to eat the snow. And he's like, I'm cold. I'm prancing. And then I'm like, and I'm saying, Obi, it's very cold out. And I only have a, you know, a sweatshirt on and pants. I have pants on as well. Um, but, you know, let's hurry it up. And then he's prancing around some more. Right, Obi? <laughs> you got it. All right. Um, Adam, so usually I finish off the show with uh, my, my jagged thought of the, of the, uh, uh, from Audubon Magazine. And um, I got to say, hey, pleasure to connect with you. I really had a great time. I hope that we uh, continue this, uh, this uh, conversation about your book. Um, and, uh, hopefully that we connect, um, you know, continue to connect. I think you're a really cool guy. Thank you for being on the oddball show. Yes. Thank you. It was an honor being on. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, honestly, not bullshitting. You are, you are a very fun guest to have on the show. Um, 
Listeners, if you are listening, check out Break Poems on Mental Illness. Uh, as I said, it's available at Barnes Noble and Amazon. Um, check out Madness Muse Press and check out Adam LaVon Brown. He is a poet uh, who is uh, – basically, you can find him in 350 other uh, freaking publications, which is – I mean, take your pick. Google him. Google Adam LaVon Brown. Do it. <laughs> Stop your car right now and go Google him. <laughs> Google him. Do it. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, I wanted to close off with my jagged thought of of um of the of the day. Uh it's my jagged thought three hundred. I did uh we did turn three hundred with Jagged Thoughts. And if you don't know, um, Adam, you probably don't know, but Oddball Magazine has a bunch of columnists. And every Tuesday, we have my column al- along with the Epic Autism Review from uh, Fleming's Bobrin. And my column is uh, just turned 300. 300 uh, of my Jagged Thoughts have appeared on Oddball Magazine. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty, I know the editor, so it's pretty easy to get through. Um, so I, I imagine I, 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 honestly, my fear of rejection, I have no idea how many of these poems would actually be published, but here is one of them. All right. It's called Jagged Thought 300, a little bit. I'm going to dedicate this poem to my friend, Andy O'Brien, long, long friend um, uh, that I grew up with. Uh, Andy, if you're listening, um, Kristen and um, Ben, uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, thank you guys for being in my life. Um, and, uh, uh, Andy, thanks for the memories. Uh, this poem is called Jagged Thought 300 Week to Beast. <clears throat> Week to Beast. As I step into my future, I lay bare my past. I once thought that I was evil. I once thought I was lame. I was ashamed of my name. I was unhinged, insane. I was drugged out. I was tired. I couldn't sleep. But that was the beginning of this recovery story. Let's go back even deeper. I was shy. I was new. It was a new school. I moved to the place I grew up where later I screwed up. But growing up, I had a few friends, mostly Andy and Ryan and maybe Jim. Played a lot of basketball on my block. I would play till the lights came on and the sun went dark. Loved the game. Thought I was good at it. A lonely game of shooting baskets. All through school, I would play after school and on weekends. And my friends who played basketball became my best. I mean, I grew up in the time of Larry Bird and Reggie Lewis. We played soccer sometimes, football in the winter, but when the light illuminated my street and even before the bus took me to school, I'd be out there getting my hands dirty, chasing after every missed shot and letting the mud dance off the Spalding ball. One friend ended up going to a different school. Another friend, Colin, he did too. We used to play two-on-two and run plays, give-and-goes and fadeaways, and Andy had a good baseline shot, but he was a short kid. When the time came, even though he was the best shot I knew, barely ever beat him one-on-one, he went to a school whose football team was number one and basketball team's JV's players started at 6-1. So nevertheless, he did something else and I was left alone. I did try out for the team once, but I had never played or knew the drills. And even though I thought I had a good shot, I didn't have enough toughness, enough esteem. So I never made it to the second day of tryouts, never made the team. So I started Oddball Magazine, which you are reading. 
And the reason I'm still breathing is a dream I never stopped dreaming. And maybe I will do more with it, but I'll never be a Celtic. And that is something else entirely. But there's a lot of poets, writers, and musicians out there who inspired me to be this beast, to write like Leatherface, to write from my gut, to say it how it is and not give a fuck. Because maybe I'm not the best at it, but you know what? So what? At least I'm doing something. What the fuck have they done? So I'll continue to examine me quietly or not so quietly. I'll keep making something out of this mess of me. But you know what? I will still be a beast. Writing daily, medicated nightly. Jason Wright is the editor and founder of Oddball Magazine. His column appears weekly. His new book is Train of Thought. And that was Jagged Thought. <laughs> Jagged Thought. Jagged Thought 300, Week to Beast. And, um, yeah. Uh, this has been the Oddball Show. Adam, I once again, I want to thank you for being on the show. Um, oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been a real pleasure. Uh, listeners, check out uh, Adam and uh, check out, and if you're an avid poetry reader, check out his book, Break Poems on Mental Illness. He also has two other books. Adam, what are they? Uh, I have Growing Up Holy and Alone, which is yep. my newest one, and uh, Living on the Fringe, which is a poetry collection on Amazon for 99 cents. Ooh, bingo. Um, and also if you want some merch, can you check that out? Can you get that at, at, um, at, uh, at Madness Muse? Yes. Nice. So support Adam and his poetry support, uh, the oddball show and what we do. If you like what we do, uh, leave us a review. Um, we would do it for you. I'm just rhyming now. Um, but if you like uh, the Oddball Show, if you like po uh, poetry, if you like uh, mental health, if you like, um, you know, us bringing you know poets like Adam Levon Brown to the stage, please uh, leave us a review, and uh, we'll be back in two weeks or maybe even a week from now. Um, so, uh, Merry Christmas, Feliz Navidad, Happy Hanukkah, uh, all that good stuff. Um, Happy New Year if I don't see you, and be good to each other. And uh, Adam, any last words? Uh, just thank you for having me and uh, check out my books. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got it. You know I will. You know I will. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, Obi, I'll feed you. All right. Um, okay, uh, so that's been the Oddball Show, and we'll see you next week. Bye. This is the Oddball Show, a podcasting collaboration from JPLI Productions an oddball magazine. Hey there, all you mammals and Martians. This is Prof from The Oddball Show. If you've been tuning into our preposterous podcast and like what you've been hearing, why not pop over to iTunes and leave us a review? iTunes not your thing? Well, then come on over and follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and Buzzsprout. Learn more about who we are at oddballmagazine.com and jplineproductions.com. Link up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send us a tasteful yet inspiring postcard, or just give us a holler in your nearest CB radio, good buddy. On behalf of Jason Wright and myself, thanks for listening to The Oddball Show, and stay tuned.